Well, babe, we did it. We wrote a book. Yeah, man, it's it's actually surreal to even think about uh, that we wrote a book, had a baby, got married, not necessarily in that order. <laughs> <laughs> but the book is now available yeah. for pre-order, and we're so excited to share it with you. Oh, so looking forward to getting this book into your hands, to be in dialogue and conversation with all of you as we continue to liberate love from old imprints and codependent dynamics that keep us small, stuck, and stagnant. Yeah, you know, no matter your relationship status, this book walks you through what shaped you, why do you do what you do in relationship. It dives deep into your relationship blueprint, attachment styles, and most importantly, which is different than every other book that's ever covered codependency in the past, we explore the role of the nervous system in that. And the book is called Liberated Love. Yeah. Release your codependent patterns and create the love you desire. Go to createthelove.com slash liberated love to order your copy now. That's createthelove.com slash liberated love and get that pre-order in and you'll be able to get a free download of a meditation we created and a workbook that goes along with it. Much love and appreciation for your support. Much love. Thank you. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Now I'm surrounded by guidance and love. I don't care about anything else, what anyone else thinks, whatever. Coming in and then just asking every day, what is it that I said I would do? What is it that I said I would heal? I say that every day to this day. Hi, I'm Mark Groves. I'm a human connection specialist and founder of Create the Love. At an early point in my life, I became obsessed with understanding relationships, the intricacies of how people connect. And through this exploration, I have created a life and a business dedicated to learning out loud and exploring how we interact with each other and the world. This podcast brings the world's top thought leaders, spiritual luminaries, physicians, scientists, researchers, best-selling authors, and health and wellness experts under one roof to discuss the good, the bad, the messy, and of course, the beautiful parts of the human experience. Welcome to the Mark Groves Podcast. I can't wait to dive in with you. All right, so today we are in for a wild one with one of my favorite people, Bobby Vogel. She is the founder of the Center for Etheric Medicine. She is a spirit talk, clairvoyant healer, medical intuitive, and medium to the soul, mind and body. I mean, all these words together are so delicious. She ascertains what is out of alignment, creating vibrational dis-ease in the etheric body, both before and after it duplicates as a physical body illness. Light, intention, and reverence are the tools used as an architect of vibrational anatomy. She brings into alignment the soul, mind, and body to create the environment for intrinsic healing and release. Bobby teaches that we must have compassion for our humanity as we consciously collaborate with our soul on the journey to health and healing. It all begins with faith. She currently collaborates with doctors as this is the now of medicine. I mean, there are so many words in that I love that are coming together and making a beautiful baby of what is the work that you do. So maybe we could speak a little more 
to what is it? What is it that we're about to learn more about? And how does one even begin the journey of etheric medicine? And I have to say for those listening, I have done a few sessions with Bobby and I can speak to the sort of brilliance of it. It's like it both meets logic and needs you to remove your logical mind. It's this really beautiful intersection. So Bobby, thank you so much for being here. It's been a long time coming. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And you you know, you said perfectly just now exactly what it is, which is in my medicine, etheric medicine, which spirit gave me the name as I'm spirit taught. I commune with you know, I have a lot of help here, you know, a lot of guides and loved ones on the other side. And, but I commune with, you know, it's because the human mind is talking stuff that isn't true. We don't realize how untrue it is, but it's, you know, the vibration. So seeing the vibration of the untruth that comes out of someone's mouth, you know, like a client. And then the soul is guiding everything. And the soul, the, our soul has the truth of our journey of this, our intention, of our purpose for being here, for all the things we signed up to heal. And so that truth is in the space. And then there's the subconscious, you know, that's holding all the false beliefs, not the stuff we already know to talk about in therapy or all these other things, not to say therapy is not, it's absolutely valuable. But what is residing as illness, density that is duplicated into the physical body are all those untruths, the false beliefs, the things that that have come in to the etheric space or we brought with us from past lives that are misaligned because there's three different truths going on, right? So there's a misalignment of all those things. And the only truth is we are pure light, divinely guided, which is what faith is. Faith is we, an unwavering knowing that you are divinely guided as a light being 100% of the time and that you walk in to your healing and your purpose in your life with that knowing and, and with and using that, right? So etheric medicine is ascertaining all of those, communing with the body. The body has its own truth, you know, that medicine is forcing a different truth on it sometimes that is not the truth it needs or the, to heal like a forcing we get all these the truth like the subconscious and what's coming out of the human mouth when in my sessions it's all sort of the best way to explain it because you know finding words for the word list sometimes is, is hard, right? So, and I see everything in pictures and, you know, vibration and the subtleties and the, you know, it's like it all gets thrown up on like a screen, if you will, you know, like all of this stuff. So the false beliefs that are coming out, like the vibration of the truth, regardless of what the human mind, the human mouth is saying at the moment, it comes, the story comes out for me in a vibration. And that vibration just gets thrown up there right on the screen. And then the truth of the soul begins to transmute with light and love and compassion, overlaying almost the false belief, like diluting it. And this is where the etheric body begins to start healing. And when the etheric body begins to heal and release density and stagnation, false beliefs, past lives, environmental trauma, the things we're absorbing from the poor earth right now, all this stuff. When it begins to align 
like a lock, you know, all these pieces need to align for a lock, you know, a little combination lock to open. And once the alignment happens, then the lock opens and everything behind it is free to be released. And so we want to think about our healing in that way because it's the truth of how we heal, right? So with that analogy of the lock, and this only works, this medicine works because we are light beings, not because that's some woo-woo thing. It is the truth, right? And, I, and I'm in my work thousands of sessions and collaborating with doctors now. It is the way to heal. And so we'll move into the reverence. But so that alignment takes patience, you know, and faith and compassion and all these beautiful things. So we know that the density and the stagnation that is in the etheric body, because the etheric body comes first. It houses our soul. And I'm, this is what I've seen. And I know I commune a lot with, you know, I help people cross over. I commune with spirit. I watch my own reincarnation for the sake of teaching. So the etheric body comes first. It houses the soul, the light, but, you know, our light body. And our physical body is simply a hologram of it. Isn't it interesting that we... Ch- first thing we treat is the thing that came second, not the thing that came first. And so how can we heal if we're trying to treat the end result like the last stop instead of where did it begin? It's a vibrational disease. Every disease is vibrational disease. It's, it's density. It's first density, vibrational. And th- this is why we say vibrational disease and then it duplicates if left unattended long enough or if we cling. It's, all, it's different for everyone. Literally, there's a unique vibrational recipe for every single soul on the planet, which is, you know, we can talk about why that's why medicine is shifting and needing to shift. If there's not an awareness and a, an acceptance and a, and, a, and a work that is both human and soul, the density, it duplicates into the physical body and then it's called a disease or discomfort or, you know, all the things autoimmune, which is pure anxiety, actually, that started in the etheric body and quivers. All the, you know, anxiety for anyone, you know, trying to heal, like start there because it is the beginning of every vibrational disease. When I think about the, the, I'll just call it like the logical process of understanding anxiety. I love the work of Hillary Jacobs Hendel. She talks about how anxiety is inhibitory experience to inhibit us from feeling core emotions. And so I think that really aligns so much with what you're saying, because I've experienced a lot of anxiety in the last couple of years, and that was due to a realignment of what was true for me and what I needed to share, but I wasn't sharing it all the time. And because of that, I was experiencing anxiety and I wasn't listening to the cues that were coming to me from my soul, from my light, from my, it's interesting that like for me, what I notice a lot is that my liberation comes through my authentic self-expression generally, at least just claiming something, not necessarily having, you're not standing on soapboxes or anything like that, because that disconnects us from, from other, but I'm curious, why do you think we resist Because at the core of moving towards what you're saying, which is, okay, we have this etheric body and then we have our physical body. And when in medicine, traditionally treats generally symptoms, like let's say emotional symptoms, you're depressed. Okay, let's give you this pill. And I'm not saying there's not a place, all that stuff. 
But it's like we treat this symptom as opposed to getting to what is the etheric body or the environment or the soul saying that is actually presenting as depression. And it sounds to me like the first thing one needs to at least explore is that they are a light being, that they are, that they do have this. Is that fair? It's truth. It's not just fair. You know, we look for these big, profound, like reasons for things. And I know this truth is depression, anxiety is, and I watch it in the sessions, is because we're disconnected from that truth, from self. And so we're our soul, right? So also there's divine purpose in everything, right? And remember that our souls are guiding this entire experience of humanity, which we agreed to. And so everything we're experiencing is overseen, divinely guided and purposeful. And so when we begin to feeling feel those discomforts, anxiety, depression, and those things, it's our soul being like, oh, hey, you know, you're not alone. You're disconnected from the truth of who you are. And we're going to make you uncomfortable until you start. Help me. You know, that's what shifted my whole life, right? It's like, God, fucking help me, you know, <laughs> like booger crying, right? And it was in that moment of that asking from that stripped place, like a like a near-death experience for me, because I had the suicide plan and that story's out there everywhere, so I don't need to tell it. But in that moment, when I realized somebody who felt so alone their whole life, so much so scared, terrified, broken, stripped, you know, facing homelessness. And I asked for help in the realest, rawest way. And I heard, you know, what did I, you know, I was like, what did I do? That's so wrong. I'm such a piece of shit. All these things. I heard for the first time, you still have healing to do. Like heard and then the feeling of the vulnerable, beautiful, masculine, loving energy of God showed up and I was surrounded. And in that moment, I said from my higher self out of my human mouth, it's not that I'm trying to renege. What did I say I would do? What did I say I would heal? I want to do that. Because in that moment, it was a reverence for my soul's journey was born, which is what's available for all of us. It doesn't have to get that far. But it's in that moment, all that became embodied was that, okay, Everything I've experienced from the, as an adopted kid, you know, like, so I've had, you know, the experience in uterine, you know, uterus of, you know, holding the vibration of those things, which is beautiful because I've agreed to all of them. And, and I think it's amazing. But every single thing that I have been through made it through to that moment and this moment, but to that moment all became, I began harvesting it as strength and okay, what was the reason for all those things? Because I'm still here, which is a fucking miracle. It's that process. And again, it's like, so it's literally this simple. First, it's that faith that you're, you are a light being. That's why I say everything begins with faith. That's not a religious statement. It's like, you know, it's non-denominational. It's like, especially in the now, this takes a level of reverence for your humanity and your soul. It is a collaboration. It is not, hey, you're dropped here on your own, you know, screwed. 
you know, it's like, good luck. <laughs> yeah, good luck with everything. We're going to watch up here with some popcorn. That's not, you know, so knowing, like allowing yourself to receive that and then being the warrior to like live it. You know, you're the one that had the courage to come and take the body and experience all the things you've been experiencing. There's a reason for it. Just ask and then allow the guidance, you know. But, but one thing I see a lot with, with the greatest amount of compassion is people, you know, the willingness is a big deal. The willingness to heal, the willingness to accept our power is it is that pain you know people want to be seen we all want to be seen i've had my own journey with that we all want to be seen but sometimes we get stuck in wanting to be seen in our pain not our power because what would that mean look i like to get my greens on the go i don't want to compromise on quality i want to get organic i want non-gmo i want all the things and my favorite product from Organifi will never cease to be the green juice. And now they have a green apple flavor, which kicks ass. I think I can say that. But it kicks ass. It's so good. And it's so easy. You just take a glass of water, take a scoop of green juice, or you take the travel packs. They're great to travel with. You open it up, you put it in the water, you mix it, and then bam, you've got a green juice without the mess, without all that stuff. And you're getting all the nutrients that all these superfoods that are in the green juice provide. So go check it out. Go to Organifi.com slash create the love and you save 20% at checkout. So that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash create the love. And they have tons of amazing products. So go check it out and go save 20%. That's such an interesting reorientation to go from, because I think it's so easy to identify through our pain, especially because, you know, that's how we connect with friends often. That's, you know, there are groups that are about that, which is not to minimize the power of community. But if our identity is tied up with whatever that, shared trauma is, then it's hard for us to lose or let go of the power that can be derived from being in the trauma, being in the pain. And I think that's so easy for all of us to get caught in, especially, and I say this with sensitivity, but I would say that our current world is really oriented around power of victimization, which is not to minimize the experience or negate actual victimization. But, you know, in studies, if we're going to let's go into the logical mind, because I think that's where the human system understands better, is that in studies that have been looked at looking at victim mindset, you know, people who present more trauma in their GoFundMe get more money. Uh, People who have who present and share their trauma are seen as better people. People who present as virtuous are actually more likely to lie in order to maintain their virtuous experience. So I'm saying all that, which is obviously not true of everybody, but it's it's so easy to become unconsciously addicted to the power that can be derived from our victimization. And if we get power from being victimized, we will seek victimization to get power. And it becomes this real painful cycle. And when you talked about getting to this place where you're like, I'm planning it, I'm ready to end it all. It seems also like this really beautiful moment of I'm done trying to live something and be something that I actually just can't. Like I'm ready to leave here if that's the the decision. And it's interesting that we as humans get to places where we can no longer, like no more. 
which I think, you know, I was writing about this the other day, just that every revolution begins with the silent whisper no more. And this idea that that really is where, because for us to claim whatever we came here for usually requires the untangling of all of the things, which I think we agreed to too, right? Because they're happening. But to untangle all the identities we created, all the agreements we made. And that's part, you know, if I look at it now, the way I see it just through working with you and speaking to other people, I see that as all part of the skill set development to actually step fully into our purpose. Like, are you willing to actually claim this? And in order to claim your purpose, your, why you're here, what your etheric body is telling you, you're actually going to have to go through these things like losing a relationship, having harder conversations, um, stepping into healing, finally treating your body with reverence, like all these things. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I love it because, you know, every you're talking and every, they're talking to me. Blah, 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 and I'm like, no, I can't interrupt. I can't interrupt, you know. Hey, what are they saying? Let's get into no, it. But, yeah, but in that, you know, so this is what I know because this is my experience with self. So in that moment for me, first of all, you don't have to claim purpose. You just have to say yes to it. I, in that moment came so inward, right? There's so much in what you just said, so much good stuff. I, it took coming in, blocking out what I thought anyone thought of me, what I what I thought of myself, you know, because now I have all this love. Now I'm surrounded by guidance and love. I don't care about anything else, what anyone else thinks, whatever this is. So coming in and then just asking every day, what is it that I said I would do? What is it that I said I would heal? I say that every day to this day. And that's how I found my self here. Did I ever think in a million years, this is what I was going to be doing? Me, this asshole, you know what I mean? Like whatever, whatever, like all this stuff, you know, I'm like, they're like shoving me and I'm like, really? You know, <laughs> literally, I like to say they brought me here kicking and screaming and sat me down in this chair. It's not true, but it's kind of funny because I just didn't see that. Like I never saw it. I was still trying to like give my real estate business CPR while this beautiful purpose, I was being guided to this gorgeous purpose. And so I just, it's that reverence for my own journey, my own healing, my own soul and asking and walking, asking and walking, asking and walking. It's not going to be a lightning bolt. Like I say, you know, spirit uses that analogy or like a black cat going under a ladder and then all of a sudden this or that. We are subtle vibrational beings. The, it, the guidance comes through in subtle vibrational ways. And right now, as you spoke to, you know, the marketing, the things, and it, it is what it is, right? But the marketing that is so pushed, it's, I watch it from, I, I know what's happening 10 steps before it happens because I get the guidance and all these things. The pain, you know, marketing to these things right now, you know, so everybody who's not a healer, a life coach, we're all intuitive, but a working intuitive or a this or a that don't think they have any worth on the planet because it's being your higher self is so hyped and like, Oh, I heard my guides or I did this, that it's like, of course you did, but it's a private journey. It's not like a post on it's everything right now because of the frenzy is like, 
this is your beautiful journey with self and, you know, soul and your guides. Like if you care more about what other people think of it, you're not understanding the point of it. Mm, Speak more to that. The guys kind of just will do this really, you know, not to, not to be harmful, but the coming in is so important to where and asking, as I asked, how is it that you communicate with me? What is my divine relationship? I have, as we all have, our own beautiful, unique relationship with God, non-denominational. Because we stood before God, with God, before we took our body, and we collaborated on this beautiful life purpose. It could be making hot dogs, teaching children, being a doctor, doing this, doing that, cleaning houses, all this stuff there's a purpose for. Everything is a service to somebody. Everything has been diminished in this environment right now, which is causing a lot of mental health issues. So, and our own divine relationship and and special communication and understanding is with our guides, you know, so the first, the, the way they taught me, spirit taught me this truth is that I watched myself, it's storming all of a sudden, I watched myself go, <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, wow. <laughs> Talking about God, yes. You couldn't make this up, it's like thunder, yeah. <laughs> you hear that? But it's not a sound effect, although it is a sound effect. Wow, that's so cool. Thunderstorms don't happen a lot on the coast. No, it hasn't rained here or stormed, but that that loud thunder, I love it. So anyway, let's keep speaking on it. Especially as your hand was up, it just felt, that felt too good. Wow, yeah. This is real stuff. This is the truth of us, of every one of us. And so I watched myself, so I'm adopted, right? So I, this was what they utilized to teach me was I watched my soul, not in this body, obviously, not man, not woman, the vibrational spirit out of body, non-spirit in body, choose the wound, like the mason jar, right, of abandonment, put it in there. I just filled my basket with stuff, right? Because I understood in my, you know, in spirit that like, hey, the more wound, the when we heal wounds, our soul transcends. That's the whole point of being here. That's the whole point of experiencing all the things is that it is a tool of our soul for our own transcendence. And so I got greedy. You know, I filled my basket. So they show abandonment and this soul on the other side steps forward who's not yet my birth mother and says, in order to be in service to your soul's transcendence, I will come in and create the wound of abandonment on your soul's behalf for having reverence for me. And I say, I watch, thank you so much. What a sacrifice, because indeed that's going to create your own wounds, you know, and whether you heal that or not is really none of my business, you know, because we're all separate. Even if we're connected, we are separate in our, journey. Then my guides say, as all our guides say, you're not going to think it's so amazing when you're actually abandoned. Remember, you're going to come in with the loss of your memory of who you are as a light being and that you chose these things on your soul's behalf and your humanity has to find the courage to heal 
the thing. See, that's why it's such an important collaboration. You can't, one can't do it without the other. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. So what does it matter to anybody on what people think on social media about what your soul signed up for and how you guys are collaborating and everything else? Just do it. You know, and then I, and then there's, it's sort of like a stage, right? It's like, so this, the, so our peeps, our guys are there and we go through that process of wound choosing and all these beautiful collaborations with other souls who are now in body or showing us love and pain. And then we go before God and it's not like we go and he hands us a piece of paper with like some shit purpose on it that we don't get to choose. Like you know? you're punching in a clock at work. There's my purpose. Okay. Yeah, God's like, here you go, here you go. And it's not like that. It's, you know, it's beautiful. And it's something that brings us so much joy. And here we are trying now in this in this human space of illusion, right? In this physical place of illusion, that like none of this, all this stuff is meant to hurt us and it's this and it's that. And we're trying because it's so marketed to this purpose, find your purpose, find your purpose. You already, you don't have to construct one or like force one or fake one or try to live someone else's or all the things that are happening. Like you can't copy someone else's purpose and you don't want to because you want to honor your own soul. We want to honor our own soul's journey and purpose, whatever it is we already agreed to so you can see then that that takes out all the hard work it can it has the potential if you are willing and if you can find and cultivate that reverence that private being with self your guys your so you know soul all this help that we all have here loved ones on the other side are incredible guides because that's all they care about they're out of their pain they're out of their woundedness and all they care about is us then it was all agreed that they would be on the other side at this time which is really powerful so that is why we talk about all this incoming stuff the marketing and the oh find your purpose in this book or whatever whatever nobody can lead you and they won't even let me do it they give hints about things and like oh well and uncovering and connecting people to the to them to their soul because once that connection is then we can ask to be guided <laughs> that's all we have to do if we truly care which needs to happen now if we really do care to experience ourselves crossing over out of our humanity and it happens even before you know we we're, we're crossing over especially people who are sick but i've watched people cross i've helped people cross over and i watch the celebration of self there's no demerits or disappointment or anything from our guys or God if we don't find our way there. But what I have witnessed and makes my hair stand and my eyes well is to watch souls 
get on the other side and watch the movie of their life, those moments, that courage, that asking, that receiving, that guidance, that reverence, all of the things that honor for self and in your humanity. There's a it's a party and it's for us. So it's not as hard. It just takes like stop. I just had a woman yesterday who, you know, I work a lot with density being called cancer, like tons. And cancer is the densest of illness, of disease, disease, both in the etheric and the physical, right? So we could talk about that and it's amazing. But she was sharing with me and she wouldn't show that she was scared She because she had to be this pillar of like spiritual speak and these things, you know, blah, blah, blah. But what I could see, because you can't get anything past spirit. You can't get anything past your soul. It's all there. Like the truth is there. The truth of the soul is there. All the things. And then there's the human, right, who's doing the things. And she brought up some breathing exercise that she was doing that is not just breathing the light, which spirit that God taught me that six years ago, that's on my website. She wasn't breathing light for her light body, the etheric body. She was doing this other breathing exercise and spirit said, ask her why, ask her why she's doing that one. So I said, how, so what is the draw to that one that you're doing? And she said, well, there, you go through these steps. And when I do it, I feel like I experience, it feels like into my connection with my guides. And that guys had me ask, and for what purpose? So the purpose was to experience that, but then what? But it's become so relevant that it's just to, to feel that, but there's no true asking. Like she's opening up the channel, but not responding to the direction because people think just that so it's not like there's no clearing of the etheric there's no nothing somehow that gave her a feeling of more worth the value is in that but then there's no true communing with body so completely out of because i i can see when, you know people are have left their you know are outside of themselves you know they they're medicating at their physical body for instance if that makes sense it's like they're medicating at the body but they're not being with the body for the experience of the medicine it's a forcing it's a it's a pushing it's a forcing and she began crying and and just saying i just i'm a failure if I can't heal myself. And that, you know, and it's so much, wow, so much compassion for what she was terrorizing herself with in her human mind that her biggest thing was like, what is this going to look like if I can't heal myself? Not like, how are you communing with your body? How are you being with your body through the experience? Because you're so outside of it trying to find the wound is a lack of self-worth in the first place that's vibrating as cancer and other things. That's the thing that's trying to get your attention and you're in your human mind being worried about what it's going to look like if you can't heal yourself. Yeah, as opposed to exploring where in your life are you in agreement that your worth doesn't exist and what relationships, behaviors, habits, rituals actually reinforce that. You know, when I 
think about people who go through cancer and then survivorship, like as soon as they hear that they have cancer, somehow they're then free and they can break social contracts and they start to really live for what matters a lot of the time or some of the time. When we do that, oh my gosh, it's like, I remember reading the book uh, from Bronnie Ware, Five Regrets of the Dying, and she was a palliative care nurse. And the five regrets, I mean, they're all things that if we could just embrace now, we would live the most liberated lives. You know, they were like, I wish I'd live more for me. I wish I'd shared how I felt. I wish I hadn't worked so much, you know, like things like that. And I remember watching that documentary, Heal. In that documentary, I remember seeing that of these people who had had radical remissions and kind of like contrary to any medical belief of what was possible, there were nine things that were common between what they did. And seven of those things were emotional. I remember seeing that and being like, it's just like even with Bronnie Ware's five things, I believe like three or four of them are relational. And I was like, wow, if we just saw... Because I think of the amount of inflammation that relational trauma and relational patterns creates if we're unconsciously reliving them. And then I, w- I would imagine that inflammation translates to density in the etheric body and anxiety. And is that how it works? Is that sort of... It's actually my, what, I, you know, my in my knowing and teaching and communing with disease, because I, you know, communing with, which I've just learned recently, because uh, it's this constant feels like medical school, right? Is this because I was a paramedic and I was pre-med and all these things. So I do have an understanding as well. And now more so working with doctors, but communing with the fascia in a man's face, just had cancer density being called cancer cut out of his face, separating. First, I saw it as it was, you know, swollen and and red, if you you know, um, angry, like annoyed, you know, irritated. And that was telling me the now I realize the fascia was telling me that there was a thought the vibration of you know like a thought process that it was moving back so his he was had the surgery here and I heard it you know it showed that oh the irritation is going this way and then so what do we do and it's sticky and all these things so I did all this stuff I guess in saying that's how I got to be so close with Dr. Schaffner, Christine Schaffner, who I now collaborate with. And because she had a brain tumor surgery and we, I did this whole quantum surgery with her and same thing. But the density comes first and then the irritation comes and the, and the swelling and, the, and dehydration and dehydration creates the swelling as well. And anxiety creates deep dehydration, no matter how much water you drink. It's the still, it's the getting your attention piece and it's the collaboration that needs to happen. And the emotional wounds are a big part of it, but Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You know, if you don't know, like we started the conversation with, if you don't, if those, if the subconscious beliefs and, 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 you know, which are false beliefs 
are embedded, they're irritated. You know, like this really cool analogy Stuart gave me like a, a week or so ago. I was up in the middle of the night commuting, which, you know, sometimes I'm working with people I don't even know, you know, traveling around to the quantum field <laughs> and doing work. And I started asking questions to understand some things. And I got, the, you know, this beautiful way to explain it in words because the wordless, how do you explain? But remember that game Asteroids? Yeah. So it's kind of a cool thing because in that moment of teaching for me, I was standing in the etheric space and I was looking out so that I could understand this upcome, this teaching, this example. And I could see the line, the energetic line, vibrational line between the etheric space and the quantum field, which I never new, you know, before I was like, wow, no way. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Because then they, so, okay. The asteroids as in that asteroid game, you know, those things are going, you know, and then your, your thing, you start focusing on the ones that are easiest to get the things you already know, like, oh, I had trauma and this and that happened. And Right. My family system, my dad was an alcoholic, the stuff that's sort of glaringly obvious. Yeah. The stuff that you already know is the stuff that you're focusing on shooting, right? Or blowing up, like blowing to pieces da, 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 that are coming from the quantum field, right? So the stuff, the false beliefs and all those things are resonating out there already. Like the, I'm not enough, I'm worthy of being abandoned, I'm not lovable, no one understands me, I'm a piece of shit. And this is why, and this is why, and this is why, and this is why, and this is yeah. why. Here's all the evidence, let's da 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 And if you don't know the name Asteroid, you gotta Google it. That's for sure an age-related thing, is like... Sounds like Call of Duty is more a great reverence. I haven't played Asteroids for a long time, so I was like, oh, interesting. So... So you get that analogy of like, okay, we're focusing on the, the easy targets, right? Blowing us, we're super focused, hyper focused. Meanwhile, these big birds, you know, that are like false for the stuff we don't think, we don't even know is important. It's not even in our in our focus because we're so focused on blasting apart the things we already have uncovered or know or are using as pain or whatever. All this stuff, it's different for everybody. They showed us like, okay, whoops, now those big ones that look like birds in this analogy and, and denser, denser is the point. The denser ones are making their way through the periphery past that line of the quantum field that I saw and felt so clearly. Oh, now they've made it into the etheric space and we're still paying attention to the little lesser you know, brighter ones. And these false beliefs and all the things our subconscious mind is holding in our path, you know, all this stuff. And then the, the ways that we're acting and what we think is important or relevant and all the blah, 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 all the wounds are all triggered and everything. And then these things make it into the etheric space and we're not breathing light. We're not building, we're not caring for the etheric body, which is pure light, pure light. Because we are the light of God. We are light beings. That's how we started. That's how we came. Pure love, pure light. Then they make it undetected through the etheric space. 
into the etheric body. And we still aren't realizing we're light beings and that we need to clear and care for and have reverence for as much as our physical body, if not more, really, because this is our soul, right? It's our light, is our everything. All the information resides in here. Now it's sitting and hanging out and we're still focusing on something else. We are solidifying and building on the density of those burrs that are sitting there in our etheric body because we insist on our story. We insist on building the density and calling to it and calling from the quantum field not only is it just the stuff that has already landed, but by these, by, by, by insisting on our lack and limitation and our pain, we're going, you know, come on, let's go. And the same goes for, so if, if, if the opposite is true, that if you are instead managing this and having reverence for all the things that are here and also calling to the quantum field, abundance, health, light, love, truth, right? Healing, If you, whatever it is, you can call to the light, you can call to those more powerful things while you are healing. But in this state of like positivity and all these other things is like, calling to that, that's how you manifest things is to only do that and everything here will just disappear if we just stop paying attention to it. That's not true because there's a purpose for, for the illnesses that it's meant to change your life. So now we haven't worked with these things, for instance, or we have. So that's why when we started, we come around full circle to the etheric body being the place of possibility. It's possible to release all these densities, and it's also possible for them to duplicate into the physical body. What are you going to choose, right? So it's knowing that that is the truth. Then the, these things duplicate as density, and they stick like a burr into the physical body. The they stop all the systems from flowing and functioning properly. Now it's traceable on a scan or an x-ray or a or a symptom and then it becomes we get pulled into our human mind about it and fear and everything which is totally understandable but when we can then commune with the body and ourselves and have that reverence and ask for the help and the guidance because remember our soul our guides and everybody that are here on our behalf they know what the plan is they know what all your wounds are they know how to dismantle your unique density and it is unique to you when we start asking for that alignment and for that help and that reverence for this whole team to converge and that we all have reverence for the human body because the human body is the one that is taking on all of our shit like it's it's the the 3d intersection between what we can see which is really fascinating it's interesting too that we feel the thing before it becomes a thing. And I know that to be true personally from my own experiences, but I don't necessarily understand the messaging because we're not taught it. I don't understand the communication because it shows up as an emotion or it shows it's not verbal, you know, it's, it's, it's emotional, it's, it's intuitive, you know, to survive in our world, you have to most of the time 
totally learn to ignore those things, to survive in a family, to survive in a culture, to be marketed to. Because to be marketed to is to say, generally, you're not good as you are. You actually need this cream. You need this injection. You need this car. You need this, again, not to say you can't have those things, but what is the intention behind the getting it? Because I've often thought of that. Like when I was in my late 20s, I started to lose my hair. I started to take a pill to prevent hair loss. And I remember at like 32, when I started, I was diving deeper and deeper into this work. I was like, wait, me taking the pill is actually agreeing that I actually need my hair to be a certain way to be valuable. So I'm agreeing to cultural and societal standards of what makes me more beautiful as opposed to letting the natural. And I don't think anything's free. Like, I don't think you can take a pill or an injection or anything and it has no cost. And I think the cost is emotional on one level, but it's also physical. Like you can't block something and then expect not to have a consequence downstream somewhere. Like when we look at someone listening, like for you listening and we're and they're thinking, okay, well, I do have some intuitive calls. I have some purpose I have, but I have all this other life. Like what is the first step to communing with the etheric body and beginning to remove these densities? You know, it sounds simple, but again, the first step is, well, even if you can't yet really, because our ego gets in the way, I get it. You know, so I was taught, it was at the time, six and a half years ago, what was earth and sky, masculine, feminine. And it's now called breathing the light. Little did I know, because again, I was in my little garage that I had turned into a sanctuary. And this is before, like I was doing maybe like a, like I was working on my own stuff, not in a million years did I think I was going to utilize my connection and gifts with the world. I, it was for me, you know, I'd never identified with being a boy or a girl or, you know, and I didn't really realize that I was too busy surviving, right? Cause I've been a tomboy my whole life, but I realized, you know, like, huh, you know, I don't identify with, I have all my friends are like, girl power, you know, and I'm like, Yay, you know, but I didn't really understand it. And then as a medic, like I worked with, you know, seven Italian guys, with, you know, at the firehouse in Chicago. And like, yeah, your stories about being a medic are crazy. Yeah, it's, you know, so there's lots of, and I, you know, utilized my gifts then, little did I know. So I asked in this moment, because remember, I was still just wanting to heal myself and, and, and continue on my soul's journey and have reverence for that. And so I showed, you know, I went one day and, and I said, after I had a couple like mind blowing sessions with people, like that's when I like mediumship state came in, like these, a mother, a grandmother and an uncle came through in this session. And I was like, holy shit, you know, it was a whole new, it wasn't weird in the moment. It's not weird, but it wasn't mind blowing in the moment for me. I'm like, oh, of course there's dead people like here, <laughs> you know, like no biggie, you know? And the truth that they were offering and the help that they were giving was like astounding. Right. So then I went in cause I couldn't believe it. Like I couldn't believe the power of these sessions, not, it wasn't about me. It was about like the power of this work, the truth of it. And so I sat humbly and I said, am I in the right body to serve? You know, Hey peeps, right. Am I in the right body to serve? And this is the second time God showed up, right? Remember the last time was a suicide plan. I mean, he's always, and I do say he, because it's a, a beautiful, masculine, loving, vulnerable energy. And 
felt and seen and heard. And all of a sudden God said, stand up. And so I stood up. It was dark at candles. My eyes were closed and I stood up and God created a light funnel. And I didn't know about the, they hadn't given me the name of theric medicine yet. I didn't know I was a light being yet. I didn't know any of those things. I'm just me like, oh, so all of a sudden I see this light, my eyes are closed and I could see myself in front of myself and God had created, there was a light funnel here and the most, God went (sighs) and tears like were coming down my face because as I feel it right now, the light came through that funnel and and I watched it come into my, what I thought was my physical body, my brain, my head. And God took took this deep breath through the nose and so I did because I was just watching and listening, following what I knew were directions and then blew again. And when I breathed in, I saw the light come all the way in here. And then God was like this. And so I did that. And then I breathe, I began pulling in the light myself and getting it here and then clearing the the stagnation and the density that I saw there as I was doing it, it was leaving. And God said, light is everywhere, but it is your responsibility to breathe it in. And it's free. And then I, they jokingly said until somebody can monetize it, which is happening now, but (laughs) light, you know, it's like I knew the day would come if God said it. That is beautiful. And then said, open your eyes. And I opened my eyes, my human eyes. And I looked, and this is not the goal for people. It was it was necessary for my teaching. So don't go breathing the light and opening your eyes. It's not the point. You know what I mean? Just like breathing the light, the point is, you know, goes far beyond that. So for me, that I needed the teaching because here I am doing etheric medicine. So I saw those light hands that were were in front of me in my own hologram projected for me for the teaching. I was now back in my body and I could see it for this teaching. And you are a light being. And I wasn't still, I didn't know it was a third body. It was was my light body. And I continued, I brought the masculine down to my guts. Because remember I asked, am I in the right body to serve? So see, I asked the question and that's the answer that came. It wasn't, yes, you know, it's like, stand up. And so I brought the masculine God energy through my body, cleared. I told myself, I love myself. You're amazing and courageous and holy crap, you know, and then, and then brought the earth feminine energy up with my breath in the same way and cleared everything and brought it to meet the masculine and went, what I needed was to balance my masculine feminine energy with light because that's who we are. We're both. And that's the most powerful way to move forward and to be in that space of flow and awareness that this body, this physical body is this or that, but in spirit and light, in the truth of who we are, we are both. And it's from that place that we not only heal, but we manifest everything, that we part the seas. And that's something, you know, God said when when women in that moment too, I was holding hands then with a circle of women bigger than the, the world. 
And we were all rising together, holding hands. And it was my first experience of that kind of fellowship and power. I was one of them, rising in power. And then God came in the center and said, when women realize their innate power, and my hands were like this, they will come to understand they can part the seas with just their intention. And that's how I do my work. My tool, that's what I say, my most powerful tool is my intention to be in service and to do this work and to help people connect to who they are in truth and to release pain and illness and that we have the power to do it right now. You don't have to work so hard to be something because you already are it. Right where you stand, sit, lay, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you can start from that place. There's nothing to do but be. And so your question is, what can they start doing? Breathe light, the free kind. (laughs) Because it's God. We are the light of God. That is not religious. And I know people have a hard time with that. But look, I have so much reverence for that truth. That's why God put the thunder outside, right? It's like, that is the truth. We are light, pure light. And when we, but our etheric body needs it, right? And light will overcome any darkness. And if you can think of your dis-ease, you know, your density that's residing in your physical body as, as it's not to attack you. It's not a, uh, yeah, I will. They said, read him the, the, the download about the broken heart in a, in a second. But it's not here to hurt us. It's not a foreign attacker. It's it's just our responsibility to take ownership of who we are in our power and, and not so much ownership of our pain and our woundedness and all of the, the evidence of our lack of worth, all these things. And so you breathe the light and you ask for help. You ask to be led to and through whatever it is you said you would heal, like with them so much reverence. And even if you have a hard time believing or owning or your ego's in the way of standing there in that level of humbleness and being like, all right, help. Here I am. I will do. I'll I'll take responsibility and I'll pull in the light, but I'm going to need help. I'm going to need a pretty big sign. I'm going to need, you know, whatever. Ask for whatever you need, but then allow it to come through in the way it's supposed to come through, not in the way that your human, limited human mind has the expectation of it. It's in that flow and that allowing and that humbleness that everything opens up. Yeah, okay, they just reminded me again. And then I'd love to read this thing, but you were speaking on medicine and taking something in like that and and this teaching that this, well, this thought, this teaching that came through the other night is pharmaceuticals, right, for instance. And this isn't, some of them are, you know, there's a unique recipe for everyone, right, in each body. So this isn't a make wrong because we need both medicines. We need Western medicine. We need naturopathic. We need my medicine, spirit medicine. We need all those things because we are all those things. But they thought, said, you know, I, I was thinking of, a, of an article about somebody, somebody in government has killed 800 dogs or something due to research, scientific research for pharmaceuticals, right? I don't know that popped in and then I was like, huh, okay. And then I began witnessing and feeling 
the trauma of the animal that was being guinea pigged, you know, if you will, and the trauma that already existed in that dog to have found its way into a truck and being shipped off to be treated, you know, in this way. So they already have trauma vibrating in their body, in their etheric and their physical, because they are light beings as well, highly emotional as all animals are, brilliant and all the things, emotional. And so there's they're in the vibration of illness already. And then an illness is injected into them on top of their vibrational illness and their memory of trauma. And then a medicine, a chemical is created based on those things. So there's trauma, vibrational illness within the vibration of that chemical, that pill. Because it has to meet it there. Yeah. Yes. So in order to force the body to have some physical reaction to that medicine, it has to be pretty caustic to force that. If you understand how true healing happens vibrationally first, that's the truth of that. And so then it's out on, and then now people are ingesting it in their bodies that has their own vibrational illness. So we can imagine how that may not, you know, that's kind of a roll of the dice a little bit. Is your body going to be able to vibrate with that and release illness or neutralize or somehow align? Or are you going to have a reaction to it, which happens a lot in chemo and a lot of these cancer medicines? Your body is just like, no, 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 that's too much or it's too, it's too caustic. It's too, I can't, I can't, I can't. And then people's cancer spreads, for instance. It's not just from pharmaceuticals, but in, in general, it can be anything. We That's why we must commune with both medicines and get the information, because I know all the information around healing is available from spirit. Everything, all truths of every single person on the planet, all of every body, vibrational being, human, you know, physical, that unique recipe for alignment is the first thing and the light is the thing that will start everything moving and just having that intention and reverence to be breathing the light and clearing your etheric body not because it means something to anyone else but because it means something to you and your soul and it's necessary so we start with the breathing which i know is on your website we'll put the link in the show notes and you said you were going to read a download that you had. So I'm just reading it the way I wrote it because I, I don't worry about anything when it's a download, which is why I can't just repeat it. So Broken Heart. So this came through because of your work. So this is for your audience, I guess. Broken Heart. If we are huddled around and protective of our pain, then the density of that pain is not available for transmutation of the false beliefs as density. We must open our being to the innate and vibrational light that surrounds us as an ally for use. But we insist on guarding our pain as a separate entity, the child, as we don't understand we are our greatest quote unquote enemy, as we condone the pain with the story of it, as it transmutes to stagnant beliefs that are arresting. We become our own prisoner. And when the body becomes a jail of dis-ease, we see it as the enemy we are trapped in. Yet the truth is the body has become our hostage. 
bearing the weight of our insisted reality of pain and victimization, an unlit room we huddle in not realizing there is no lock on the door that opens to the light of truth. That's so interesting. The idea that we imprison ourselves, but we actually hold our bodies hostage. Now that has been the paradox of heartbreak that I've really loved exploring in that we think it's the end or we think because someone left us or betrayed us that in some way it is informing an evidence of our worth as opposed to the invitation to reclaim the belief that in some way them leaving or betraying or us, whatever the stories we have about our community, our family or whatever it is, that through the heartbreak, we are actually potentially being invited to grieve the belief, not the relationship. And I think, you know, obviously there's the human experience of loss and betrayal. You know, I've thought about this a lot more too, that we try to save people from feelings we don't know the value of. So if we've explored grief and it's liberated us, or we've explored anger and it's liberated us, or we've had a breakup and been betrayed and we all of a sudden found all of our power, we will not try to save people from those experiences because we know the richness of the experience. I mean, I love that download. That's so good. And we can't save anyone. It's not our right. It's not the plan. We can only, you know, which I'm so grateful and honored every single day, every every single day in this work and, and being here, being able to speak the truth and give the message is it's an astounding honor. And we come in, speaking to that, we come into, we come in as pure love and pure life. And if our heartbreak or our pain or our, you know, the grief, if that can transform the vibration of pure love and light into density as pain, we, it didn't happen to us, we transformed that from its purity. We have the power to transform it back. If we did it this way, we can do it that way. I mean... Well, there we have it, everybody. <laughs> you are a light being. Yeah. You don't have to find your purpose. It is. It just is. It already is Start here. Start in the light. Start reconnecting or connecting to your guides, asking for support and check out Bobby's work. You know, you can check it. We'll link out your website and all the things. Thank you so much for being here and for sharing. You know, I know that you've been through so much in your life to get you to this moment. And I'm so grateful that you've transmuted and alchemized your pain and your experiences. Bobby, where can people find more of you? Uh, Ethericmedicine.com, E-T-H-E-R-I-C medicine.com is one way. I There's a ton of podcasts out there. I actually, I did. So we didn't get to talk about my, I flew to Seattle to work with Dr. Christine Schaffner and it was mind blown. So maybe next time we'll talk about that. But there's some there's a podcast out there about that. But it is the it is the medicine, and I'm really grateful to be part of leading people to that truth, so that we can all begin healing on a whole nother level. Because it's not one of us at a time; it's all of us together. That's the master lock. You know, that's the master key. Is when we realize that we all need to rise together in this. It's not just a 
hashtag. It's the truth. I've seen it. I know it. I, I, I've been taught that. And I've seen like what will happen when we all come into alignment with each other as we have to come into alignment with ourselves first. And then we come into alignment with each other. Everything opens up. The thing we're all trying to get to, we can't get to by ourselves. Our healing is everyone's healing. Yeah. You know, there's that saying, hurt people, hurt people, and healed people, heal people. Well, the mad dash and for relevance and all the things that are in this vibrational space right now and in the physical space is like, hey, you don't have to step on someone else's head or push someone under the water in order to think that you're going to, there's some illusion that somehow you're going to get ahead of someone or be more this or you know that you can beat somebody to some illusion of a finish line or something it's it doesn't it's not happening it isn't it can't it's impossible so get in your own space breathe light start asking what is it that i said i would do what is it that i said i would do what is it that i said i would do like a mantra and whatever that thing is that you're led to, say yes to it, be in acceptance of it and be honored by it. Don't judge it as less than anyone else's purpose because it's not. If your soul chose it, it is the greatest honor you can find yourself to. Bobby, thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for all your work on the planet and your beautiful heart. I have so much reverence for you. Thank you for being here. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If this episode resonated with you, one of the best ways to support the show is to go subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any more. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to it, or share the episode with your community on Instagram or whatever social place you like to hang out. This helps get it into more people's ears, and I'm so grateful for your support, always. Thanks again for tuning in. Much love. 